Hey everyone, it's Kristen. Time for another episode of my podcast. Today we're going to talk about the things with the letter N, so let's get started. First, let's talk about nystagmus. So you might know somebody or have seen this before or probably seen it in a movie, but nystagmus is that uncontrollable eye movement that some people have where your eyes move up and down or back and forth or even in a circle really rapidly. You can either be born with it, so like a congenital issue, or you can acquire it, which means you're developing it later in your life. Movements can follow different patterns. They can drift in one direction and then jerk to the opposite direction. This is usually called jerk nystagmus, which makes sense, the word jerk and nystagmus combined, and then you get the term. If it drifts back and forth like a pendulum, um, if you've ever been to COSI, think about the big ball that swings and tries to knock things over, um, but or the um, arm on the grandfather clock, that's called pendular nystagmus. So when you have this, you can have issues with your vision, your depth perception, your balance and coordination. Really, you're just struggling to kind of focus in on images and trying to figure out what they are and for your brain to process them. So I mentioned you can get have it congenitally or um, acquired. So if it's congenital, mostly your symptoms are going to be that blurry vision. If it's acquired, may you may have symptoms of another correlating illness or um, disease process that's affecting it. Usually the disease processes stem from things that are happening in your brain or your eyes and ears, just because all those things are kind of interconnected. Also think about patients that come in um, that are intoxicated, alcohol and drug abuse, um, or patients that you see even on some of your uh, YouTube videos or on TikTok, the people that are doing some field sobriety checks. They're really unsure on how many people in the general population actually have nystagmus, but the best estimate that I could find was it's about 6 to 24 out of every 10,000. So it does impact quite a few people, um, but it's otherwise, besides being semi-common, it it is pretty benign, meaning that it's not very dangerous to have by itself, um, but it could be associated with a serious illness. So the way I think about that is while the, the nystagmus itself is not dangerous, Whatever is causing the nystagmus really needs to be investigated so that way you can decide, is this something we need to worry about and is this something we need to treat? The biggest symptoms are, of course, your eye movement, um, but the other symptoms that kind of can go along with that are feeling if you're um, feeling like your surroundings are moving, you know, feeling like you're unbalanced, feeling like you're on a boat, shaky or blurry vision, balance problems, light sensitivity, um, issues seeing in the dark, dizziness and vertigo. Those are really the big things that kind of go along with that. So some of the things that can actually cause nystagmus, um, they kind of vary. You know, I mentioned that a lot of it has to do with your eyes and ears and some of your um, your brain processes. So think about things that can kind of impact that. So developmental problems, trauma to the area, retinal or optic nerve issues, inner ear issues. So people that might have an ear infection, um, stroke patients brain tumor, um, central nervous system illnesses or diseases such as multiple sclerosis, trauma, I mentioned, um, alcohol or drug abuse. Um, If you're albino, that's another issue that you might be impacted by. Vision problems, certain medications, especially anti-seizure medications, that's one of the common things that can cause this. And then um, if you have eye problems as a baby, you might be somebody that is dealing with this. Biggest treatment is finding the cause. Um, you know, you can fix nystagmus. A lot of times they can fix it with, you know, eye muscle surgery if it's super severe or there's some medications they can give you. It might be as so simple as glasses if it's being caused by some of the other vision problems. 
Um, but we really need to figure out what's causing it so that we can correct it. So that's really all we have to say about that. So let's talk about something completely different. Let's talk about neutropenia. So neutropenia refers to decreased levels of neutrophils in your blood. Um, remember that your neutrophil is a type of white blood cell that, blo- that your bone marrow makes. And the neutrophil really, its job is to help destroy germs that cause infections. So neutropenia itself is actually classified as mild, moderate, or severe, with mild being from 1,000 to 1,500, moderate being reported as 500 to 1,000, and then severe being less than 500. So it can be acute or chronic, and then it can be congenital or acquired. So acute or chronic, you know, short-term or long-term, and then congenital or acquired, meaning that you're born with it, or it could be something that you acquired later in life or based on disease or illness. It can be caused by an infection, but usually about 50% of people that are receiving chemotherapy or chemotherapeutic agents actually have um, an episode or chronic neutropenia. The effects of neutropenia actually depend on your neutrophil count. So if you're falling in that mild or moderate um, phase, you might not be feeling as bad or you might just, you know, feel a little bit tired. If you're running into that um, higher moderate to severe, you might be having some more great impacts or effects. So I mentioned some causes, um, but and some other causes include genetics, infections, cancers, certain medications, nutritional deficiencies, such as a deficit in vitamin B12, and autoimmune diseases, such as rheumatoid arthritis. Some symptoms include fever, um, fatigue, sore throat, swollen lymph nodes, especially in your neck, um, ulcers in your mouth, diarrhea, and then um, urinary tract infections or symptoms of a UTI. Now, some of these neutropenias, depending on their severity and depending on what their underlying causes, they might require some antibiotics or some corticosteroids. And then you also might need to get some um, white blood cell stimulating agents or a granulocyte colony stimulating factor. Um, This can just help to hopefully increase your level of white blood cell counts, which in turn should hopefully increase your neutropenia or your neutrophil count. Um, those just kind of go hand in hand. And if you're getting uh, chemotherapeutic agents or chemotherapy agents, this again could be something that they might want to look into. So this was short and sweet. Just a couple things to talk about for the letter N. Hope this was good for you and talk to you next time.